BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope you're all having a blessed and juicy and delicious and scrumptious hump day. Speaking of scrumptious, <laughs> hey, Jax, how you darn? I'm darn good. Thanks for asking. That's a really sensual intro. Have you been watching too much of The Idol? I actually have not seen even one mere minute of The Idol. And based on everyone's reactions, I feel as though I've made the right decision. I was chuckling yesterday at your episode with the satchel when you guys were going quote for quote. It did you die? I would I was dying. Honestly, I'm like grateful that I had that story when um, counselor was on because like we can laugh about it. You would have like not been okay if we had to say that. Like yeah, no, but I thought you guys said it really tastefully. I understood the words that you were meaning to say, skirting around. Yeah. I thought you guys handled it like a bunch of pros. With grace and elegance, you would say? With grace and elegance, but I would expect nothing less. You know what was not graceful and elegant? What? The period talk, ladies. Yeah, so we, we kind of go wild when you're out. Like all the rule, <laughs> the rule book is thrown out the window when Jax is taking a day off. And that means we just go kind of crazy. Yeah, it was a lot of period. It actually like wasn't a lot of period. Oh, I hope the mic picked that up. I hope the mic picked it up, too. I think it did. Um, Screaming for mama. Mama. Uh, No, it wasn't a lot. It was just, like, more than what we do. Listen, I probably say this on a monthly basis now. And I feel like, I feel like you guys are, like, if I never said anything about talking about periods, like, you wouldn't feel the need to talk about them. But it's because I told you you can't that now you're, like, rebelling and it's like, oh, she's not here. Let's talk about periods. And I swear I say this once a month because that's how periods work. But I do feel (laughs) as though it's important when the listeners know that I am on my period. Like if people are like, wow, Claudia was like kind of rude today. Like, yeah, I'm on my period. Fuck all the way off. That part I do understand. Yeah, I just feel like when when people know us as intimately as they do, spend an hour with us every day, if a couple days a month I'm like not being myself, there is a, an actual biological reason. And to not let people know that is to not let them know the full story. And that's not me being a transparent and authentic influencer. You know what? You're speaking facts. I'm uh, feeling convinced. Yeah, you know, you ever get comments, people being like, were you okay today? Like, no, bitch, I was on my period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Like, I've had three periods in the last two years, but yeah. So funny enough, I was actually thinking about your menstrual cycle on my way to dinner last night. Just thinking, like, how many periods has this bitch had in the last two years? So I had three periods. (laughs) I can't believe you brought me down to your level. No, but you know what, Jackie? We are a podcast that uplifts women. And you know what? Women get periods 
It's true. Okay. So, I had I had three periods in between pregnancies because I didn't get my period while I was breastfeeding. Right, right, right. Wow. So you've had three periods in the last two years. And mm-hmm. that's why you get pregnant. And that's how Sue sees it. No, but I would say that the hormonal changes and bodily changes that come with pregnancy are much more extreme than just yeah. a lethal period. So when I hear okay, you well, bitches complaining, a period. when I hear you bitches complaining, I'm like, sure. 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 Um, listen, you know, all of our problems are problems, you know? Are valid. Are valid, yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, I went sure. to a, I went to a <laughs> fabulous restaurant last night, like a new hotspot in town. It was so cute. It was so good. It was called Teresi. And it was just like a gorgeous night out in NYC. I really felt like Carrie Bradshaw, like running around in my kitten heels. Were you wearing kitten heels? I was wearing like a like a block sandal. So yeah, they were like a little kitten. Cute. Yeah. What'd you eat? Such a good question. I had this, it was like, you know, tapas style. Like you just get like a bunch of little things and everybody shares it. Love. So me and Brian, he got like a bunch of appetizers that weren't just not my vibe. Like this oyster cake. It was just not going to happen for me. <laughs> um, but for entrees, we got a penne, a tortellini pomodoro, which was mm, scrumdiddlyumptious. Sounds rich. And we split um, the chicken. It was very good. Great. Yeah, I love discovering new places in my hometown. Where was the restaurant located? Mulberry Street. Wow. I went all the way down. She went downtown. Downtown. And then I came home, watched 1989 World Tour, a little bit of Young Sheldon, and went to sleep. I finished Love and Death last night. Oh my God, what did you think? I thought it was really good. So crazy. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert that she was not guilty, but she wasn't guilty. That was the thing. And that's what I feel like the show did a good job of. Like, she was nuts and she was so wrong for sleeping with that girl's husband. But in the actual crime, it was self defense. Like, Betty brought the axe out not once but twice. Betty swung first. But the thing is, like, we still only have her version of events. Yes. And so the show really did, like, obviously take her side because they showed us her version of events as the truth that, like, Betty swung first. So I guess we just all have to believe that. And also, like, if it was self-defense, like, why didn't she just call the cops? And why did she leave the baby in the duty all day? Oh, my God. Okay. The Unacceptable. Baby, there that should episode, be There should be jail time for that. That episode gave me such bad anxiety when they were course. all looking for Betty. It's like, yeah, of course, Betty. But the baby, I was like, well, you know, Candy's a mom. She probably, like, changed a diaper, put the kid down, gave him a snack before she left. Like, that's literally what I thought because I'm like, there's no way. And then I was like, the baby, the baby, the baby. And then they finally, like, addressed the baby when all those neighbors. And you know what? I feel like that episode was a really good um, example of why you should always be nice and know your neighbors. Yeah, that for sure. But also, there needs to be a crime for her leaving a baby alone unattended for like, for like 12, 12 hours a 100% I completely jail, agree jail time I also thought one of the craziest parts and was a, the and, end and then a separate jail time for Cavaliers for the Cavaliers yeah. left abandoned the Strathern thank god they had each other thank god they had each other and thank god they were outside so they could like shit and poop but they and just they were probably like hungry eat the body oh my god totally but Even I thought Strice like, would never he would never eat never. his mommy <laughs> I thought also one of the crazier parts was the end where they, you know, gave updates on what happened to everyone in real life after the trial wrapped. And the lawyer mm-hmm. who ran for governor and then ended up committing suicide, I was like shook. Yeah. I thought Candy and him were going to end up together because they were both kind of like diabolical. Yeah, they were really crazy. 
Really crazy. I thought um, everyone's like, it was really Emmy-worthy acting for Landry, for Elizabeth. The only thing about Landry is that, like, to me, he's so lovable, Landry the man, that he made Alan Gore really likable, whereas then even in the small snippet they gave us about him at the end of the show that, like, he remarried soon after – the grandparents adopted the kids, so he didn't yeah. even, he wasn't even a father. Like, maybe he wasn't, like, the best guy. Because I weirdly was feeling, like, even though he's cheating on his wife, like, he's still a good husband. No, no, I know. <laughs> he was, like, he was kind of harmless, even though he was doing harmful things. And I really did feel like she totally, like, rope. I mean, she did rope him into the affair. Like, to, yeah. like it, it would have been so hard for him to say no. And it and he tried to say no for so long. And then even that night when he, like, knew something was up with Betty and he kept calling the house. Oh my God, go home. No, I was just, like, well, you don't expect that it's the absolute worst thing. Yeah, and I also guess, like, if that happened today, everyone would be, like, quaking. But with, nobody had, unless you were home, you couldn't be reached by phone. Yeah, but, like, if you're, like, an absent husband, like, you don't notice if you don't hear from your wife for 12 hours. Yeah, like, yeah. So when he, like, kept calling the house, I was just like, you know what, in his own weird way, he is a good husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did feel like there was just one kind of like loose end that I was confused on. Okay. Um, how when Alan stood trial, like he kind of lied what when he, he said say? the affair like ended completely clean. Candy didn't want anything else from him. Like Candy did. Like Candy was vocal about her feelings for him, and like he just couldn't take the plunge. I felt it felt like he lied. Well, I feel like Candy in her like soul was like kind of wanting more and she would talk to Sherry and like we knew that she was like just saying certain things but didn't mean them. But to Alan, like she tried, oh, I guess they had that fight in the diner. And then in the park. Hmm. Yeah. But it did end and then ended. Like maybe when it ended, yeah, it was like a breakup combo. But then like it was eight months later and it wasn't like she was following him around town. How like sad and cute and sweet was Pat? Yeah. Like, at first he was kind of the villain because he wasn't, like, the most adoring, doting husband. But then, like, when shit got rough and she was, like, still so terrible to him, mm-hmm. he was such a good husband and dad. And the fact that they ended up getting divorced is not surprising, but, like, it was sad. Yeah, not surprising. It was a really good show. It was a good show. We enjoyed it. I, it was, like, a perfect length. I didn't need any yep. more than that. Seven and episodes. I don't know what's next for me, but I've been reading a lot. I, I think I'll wait to get into, like, another binge show because also, like, I just hate the feeling of when you're so in a show that, like, you just keep wanting to, like, run back to the TV and watch. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's life to be lived. You know, there's children to parent. Yeah, there's bed to be rested on. Uh, I don't remember that. Like, I can't be watching TV all day. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't watch any TV yesterday. I was just, like, so booked and busy. I went to the dentist, finally. I've just been, like, putting that off. Mm. Got my teeth cleaned. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling your, fresh. Your shiny teeth and you? My shiny teeth and me. Yeah. They look nice and shiny. Thanks. That's the thing about teeth cleaning. Like, you you get out of the chair and you expect to, like, look like Vanna White, you know? Like, new veneers. And they really look the same because, like, cleanliness is not about color. Yeah, it's that is very true. And they were like, you want us to polish? I was like, oh, yeah, give me a polish. I was like, I'm going to walk out. Like, but, like, Ross, when he gets his teeth white and, like, blinding people in the streets. No. Did you talk to your dentist about whether veneers are right for you? I didn't, although he is a cosmetic dentist, so I know that, like, if I want to, you know, change my whole face and get veneers one day, I will be going to him. But, you know, I have so many issues with my body, and shockingly, my teeth are not one of them. Like, yeah, my teeth aren't, like, perfection, like, veneers, but they're literally fine. Yeah. 
but they're just like and for me too i just feel like excuse me no this is for, for this goes for me too i feel like until you have veneers you don't have adult teeth so I actually I'm like refusing to subscribe to this like Hollywood narrative this beauty standard for veneers like no you you can be beautiful and have like normal teeth my teeth are so normal watch I'm literally gonna replay this episode in a year when I have like a full set of veneers I know so immature we had this conversation like a year ago yeah I don't know if we'll ever get veneers but the thing is, I don't know. I feel like sometimes like we're like George Washington, just like running around with our natural uh, wooden, teeth. Who do, we th- with our, <laughs> who do we think we are? No, I know. We're so natural. <laughs> we're so George. Well, the thing is, I don't really see a world in which I do get veneers because A, like I, I just genuinely like think it's too expensive. And B, it's the longest, most painful procedure where you're like fully awake for it. Like, honestly, no. Okay. Like I have such a low tolerance to like put up with pain and just tedious like no yeah like I plan on getting a breast augmentation one day and yeah I know that's really painful but I'm asleep bitch like bye no and like that's that's worth it that's been bothering you just to get veneers just to keep up you're like trying to goat me into getting veneers and like I'm not I'm gonna be I'm George till the day I die yeah no I'm not trying to goat you I'm just it's kind of just like the elephant in the room with us that we like walk around with our natural teeth and but like doesn't everyone (laughs) Like, I refuse to be – I will not be insecure about my teeth. Like, my teeth are fine. Yeah, and you can always just keep your mouth closed. But that's really Bitch. hard for us. No, if there's, like, a list of things I want to change on my body, I would say teeth, 30. Okay. Like, I don't even think about my teeth ever. I see a picture, I'm like, what a gorgeous smile that girl has. Yeah. I don't think about my teeth ever. But maybe I so, should be thinking about them more. No, you shouldn't. Like, no. No, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't and I won't be. I'm just saying. No, don't just say. We're fine. Okay. My shiny teeth and me. So we've got a great show today. We've got stories. We've got Dear Toasters. And two of them really made me chuckle when I was reading them this morning. So I can't wait to give. We're. I'll give a little teaser, okay? So, you know, you don't drop off but before the end of the episode. There is a situation, um, and I think it's a, it's a kind of a divisive topic, about people who kiss their parents on the lips. Okay. And we'll talk about it more. Okay, can't wait to talk about that. I haven't done Dear Toasters in a few weeks, so I'm excited to help our girlies. Oh, yeah. I love doing Dear Toasters with you. Like, no one no one knows, no one rules with an iron fist quite like Jax. So true. Although I will say last week, Joey Kamasta actually did give some, like, I expected him to be, like, funny and crazy, but he also gave some, like, actually really good advice. Joey Kamasta's, like, kind of Hamish. Joey Kamasta's, like, kind of everything. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess, anything else you want to chit-chat about before we dive in? No, I think I'm all caught up. Okay. And I'm looking forward to, to what, what the stories have to bring for us in. Actually, wait, wait, sorry. Before we get into that, last night I was driving to dinner and I passed a restaurant called Mama Do's Kitchen. And I'm like, Theo's mom has a restaurant? <laughs> you got to keep him far away. I think we should do a Patreon where we go and eat there. Mama Do, do you know what kind of food it was? No, I just drove right past it. Mama Doos. I feel like Ben would go there. It was giving like all American. I think the sign had like a picnic table pattern. Like it was giving very barbecue, Ooh. like all American vibes. Was do spelled D-U or D-O? D-U. Oh, so it was authentic. Do da do. Do da do. How is do? Amazing. Like just lifting Are you going to bring him of- over today? Sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. For the Strathern. Let let Strathern ring. 
Let the strikes bro sing. That's such a good song. I know. It's a day of reckoning. Who sings that? Martina McBride. Fucking queen. Like ASPCA. Sorry. I'm, I think. No, it's definitely giving Martina McBride. But there's like a few country women who like give Martina McBride energy. You know, Sarah McLaughlin is another one. I disagree. I think she kind of stands alone, Martina McBride. No, I'm sorry. Sarah McLaughlin is ASPCA. Hold on. Yeah, she Let is. Let freedom and ring song. And that's not song. Martina. Let the white dove sing. Let the whole world know that today. Martina. What's the song called? Independence Day. Independence Day. Day. Yeah. But there's actually like a few songs called Independence Day and they're all so good. Your Independence Day. Yeah, that's like if you title your song Independence Day, it'll probably be good. What do you think is the number one Martina McBride song? The one about this one's for the girls. Yep, I agree. (laughs) This one's for the girls. Yeah, it's so good. Now I'm on Martina McBride's wikipedia she has three children beautiful daughters you're on she's martina 56 Mar- you're on martina mcbride TikTok. are you okay martina you're on martina mcbride tiktok <laughs> literally she's 56 she's a leo and it's actually uh independence day is martina mcbride and pat benatar song huh the more you know the more you know now without further ado do 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 Here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo believes that every kid is naturally creative and curious and that hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills that can change the world. So KiwiCo delivers seriously fun learning for kids of all ages. Whether it's about science or sensory play, games or geography, every crate from KiwiCo is designed by their team and expert inspires excitement curiosity and moments of discovery so you know we got to keep our kids entertained we don't want to just throw them in front of a screen for hours a day and that's where KiwiCo comes in because they're making learning fun and they are delivering fun hands-on projects that inspire a lifelong love of learning so their projects are sparking creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation yeah you can buy a robot but isn't it way more fun to build one their crates are designed by experts so they're designed by a team of educators makers engineers and rocket scientists And they're tested and approved by kids. It's hard to find creative ways to keep the kids in your life busy, challenged, and off their screens. So no crate from KiwiCo's Innovation Factory leaves without approval from one of their toughest critics. The kids, of course. So it's delivered monthly. Um... There's something for kids of all ages, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond, and there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash toast. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar that you know we love. If you haven't heard, Perfect Bar just launched a new line of protein bars called The Perfect Bar Layers. Perfect Bar Layers are a new line of crispy, crispy protein bars that are stacked with three delicious layers and packed with whole food nutrition. They're made with a crispy base of peanut and cashew butter. They're layered with dark chocolate or 100% real fruit, and then they're sprinkled with toasted gluten-free oats. Additionally, they are packed with up to 11 grams of protein and they come in two delicious flavors, crispy peanut butter and chocolate and crispy peanut butter and berry. So it's basically like a healthy peanut butter and jelly. 
Because they're made with only whole food ingredients, their classic blend of 20 organic superfoods, they are, contain no artificial preservatives, which means the perfect bars are stored in the fridge. So you could say these bars are stacked and packed. If you haven't already been convinced, they're also non-GMO project verified. They're gluten-free, they are soy-free, they are kosher, and they are low GI. And the best part is that you can now find them in the refrigerated section at Target. For all of our Target girlies, don't forget to stock up on your Perfect Bars. Keep them in the fridge. Your husband will need them. Take them before work. Take them to the gym. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite. So they're offering you a chance to try their new refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or PayPal account, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Thanks, Claudia. I ate a perfect bar yesterday. Of course you did because you're a perfect human being. Oh, my God. Thank you. Are you drinking from a Stanley steamer? Yeah, you don't, you don't know I have a Stanley cup? I didn't know you had a Stanley cup. You're supposed to talk about it all the time if you have one. Well, let me tell you. I had a – I, like, wanted a water bottle, like, when I – Maybe like now it's almost been a year. Yeah. Like when I started like wanting to get healthy, I was like, I know I need to start drinking more water. So I bought one and I was like going to buy Stanley because that's what everyone had. I'm like, not this thing being like $60 for a water bottle. So I went on Amazon and I just bought like a bottle with a straw from like Simple Human. It was literally $12 and it was amazing and I had no problems with it. It kept my beverages cold. Then when I just did, I went on a brand trip and in like the little gift bag, there was a Stanley. I was like, oh, well, now I can be like all the girlies. And this one was like cool neon one. So I brought it home with me and I've been using it ever since. And you know what? It really is that bitch. Like it keeps that shit ice cold. Like this water's from last night and it's freezing. Wow. I kind of need a Stanley because I need to be drinking more water. I was actually just going to get a water bottle on Amazon, like get one of the ones that are like hourly, like those crazy ones. But yeah. I don't need a crazy one. I just need something that's going to make it more fun for me to drink water and through a straw because then I'll drink like more passively. Yes. I think and, I, you know, it's you could time sprinkle, for me to get a Stanley. You could sprinkle like a little crystal light in there because crystal light is drinking water. It totally counts. Yeah. No, it does. I just have to like look at what it's made of. But yeah. Yeah, because you're like in your clean girl era. But I feel like Crystal would never do that to us. I feel like Crystal would do exactly that. Like Crystal is fake as fuck. Okay, but there are also like Crystal Light alternatives. Like these new wave, like Mio, like all these like new clean ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I could just like squeeze a lemon in there call it a day. You know, I've done that too. I do love a lemon water. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to get a Stanley after this. I've been influenced by Turdy Luha. I do have like one problem with the Stanley. And if you have a Stanley, you know what I'm talking about. Because like... Oh, actually, I guess right now. No, never mind. Never How mind. often do you wash it? Every time I go to refill it. So like every few days. Do you, Can you put it in the dishwasher? I don't know. I never have. I just do a soap and a sponge and I move on with my life because there's just water in there, not duty. I know, but I just like hate hand washing stuff. Oh, really? I actually prefer hand washing stuff because really? if I throw something in the dishwasher, like I will never see it again. Like I, this is what I do. I'll... I'll load up the dish, the dishwasher, like, for a few days because I'm not going to wash, like, three bowls. So when there's enough yeah. stuff – so let's say I put my my Stanley in on Monday. I probably won't run the dishwasher until Wednesday. And then I probably won't unload the dishwasher until Friday because Thursday I will be like, oh, I forgot to unload the dishwasher. And then I'll open up the dishwasher. I'm like, you've all just been, like, sitting in here. Let me run it again. (laughs) And then by Friday I pull it out. So it's like then I'm left five days without my Stanley. If I need something, like, if it's – I have, like, also this, like, glass mason jar thing that I drink my coffee in. Like, I I literally do not 
uh, dishwash it, I hand wash it. If, if I need something, I cannot put it in the dishwasher. The dishwasher is a black hole. That is at home. When I'm like home home, I run my dishwasher like once or twice a day. So it's not an issue. But here, like we have less dishes. So yeah, if I put something in the dishwasher, like I literally... I think you won't see still, it for a week. It's still in there. Yeah, I, I don't know no. the last time we actually ran the dishwasher because it's not full. I hate like dishwasher. I don't believe in dishwashers. Like there are certain New York no, City oh apartments. I'm, I'm the polar. Like I can't speak right now because right now I'm, I'm not living like in my truth. Mm-hmm. But at home, like everything goes in the dishwasher. No, I and I literally goes will like when I'm buying something new on Amazon or something. Like I have to make sure it's dishwasher safe. Otherwise, I'm not getting it. No, I wouldn't know if the Stanley's dishwasher safe or not. It has literally never been in the dishwasher, but I have to imagine it's dishwasher safe. I don't know. Some things are dishwasher safe. It's fine, but it like chips away at the integrity of the thing, like caraway. Yeah, yeah. Like and starts- caraway, I'm okay with hand washing, like because it's worth. I preserving. hand wash all my pans, like if because I need a pan to cook, and if I put it in the dishwasher, <laughs> I'll never see her again. That's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've covered that, let's get into the stories. I think we should. First up, Stassi Schroeder is giving us a look inside Ariana and Katie's sandwich shop, Something About Her. So the other night, Stassi posted on Instagram, she went to Something About Her with Katie, Lala, and Christina Kelly, and they got the grand tour, and like the restaurant is done. So we saw the outside, it has like this yellow and white striped awning, super cute, and then the inside is so, as they described, like Nancy Meyer, girly, Mm -hmm. swirly. It's really as it's like Parisian too. Yeah, honestly, it looks like Stassi designed it. I, by the way, Jackie, I thought the same thing. It looked like Stassi's aesthetic in a wall between like those framed pictures, very like Marie Antoinette. Um, now, if you were, you know, an active user on TikTok, you would have saw the interior of something about her like weeks ago because there's this guy who literally goes to West Hollywood every day and like puts his phone up against the window and we you saw all the furniture like so I had seen this before but I actually hadn't seen that wall that Stassi had panned to in her Instagram story and it was really very well done yeah it was really well done I'm sure they're opening soon I think someone said this in like the comments of our thing which I guess makes sense they'll wait to open till they're filming yeah even though they did say before this whole shebang was that um end of may early june which has passed yeah but they're ready to open it looks like actually you never know what's going on in the kitchen just like schwartz and sandy's looked ready for a while but it wasn't but it didn't like really look ready too it was like kind of like defunct yeah but also making sandwiches is different than like a whole ass menu bar no this was like i thought this was a smart idea prior to Scandaval, but now that, like, everyone's Team Katie and Ariana, it's obviously an even better idea. But, like, such a low lift. I think they only – they don't have a bar. They might serve wine, but, like, not hard liquor. Um, it's such a low lift, and it's very smart. Yeah. I'm excited for them. And I think they were actually able – because, you know, they were, like, looking for investors. I think they were able to fund it themselves because it's, like, a smaller project, and they did all that merch and stuff to, like, Yeah, I think so, it. too. I hope so. That's, like – that's kind of major – yeah. Did they say they made $200,000 in the merch? Yes. Like, right. So I don't know how much it takes to open a sandwich shop, but I feel like they're in the ballpark. Especially and then if they both come to the table with like a hundred grand each personally to invest yeah. in their business. Um, yeah, I don't know how much it costs, but it's a, it's a small spot. It has like a little cute patio in the front. I hear there's also a back patio. This is what the guy on TikTok said. Um, <laughs> so it's not like a huge project. It was actually, you know, it's, it's very legitimate. Yeah, and also what's so crazy is if you remember, like, Katie originally wanted to open the sandwich shop with Tom, like, years Mm. ago, and he chose to do Swartz and Sandy's. 
Yeah. And then she, you know, mentioned it to Ariana, and Ariana loved the idea. But, like, if Tom had played his cards differently and correctly, he'd be in a much different position. I also just want to say, like, for the record, I still don't really like the name. I don't dislike it. Okay. What, should it be called Sandwich Sluts? Obsessed. <laughs> um, I don't know what it should be called, but I just don't, something about her sounds like, you know, a line of clothing free people would make. Like, I don't know, there's just. But I, that seems like the vibe. But that's not the name for like a restaurant. Like, hey, you want to go grab lunch at, you know, Subway or something? Like, you want to go grab lunch at something about her? It's like a little long. Okay. I don't disagree. Yeah, like, like you want to grab but, a Jersey Mike's? But it doesn't actively bother me. It actively bothers me. But they said it would be like, there's it's something about her sandwiches, you know? Oh, something about her sandwiches. Like like when you're talking about the, the yeah. sandwiches, you're like, there's something about her sandwiches. Oh, I thought you meant like, there's something about her sandwiches. They're yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. No, like it's a double entendre. It's like a play on words. Okay, wait, by the way, I see that. Yeah, it's like, it's... I can't think of a word for it, but it's just a little, like, nice fairy dust. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Okay, well, maybe one day we'll go to L.A. and we can go get sandwiches. That's the other thing. Like, I wish I could enjoy. Like, I don't even like sandwiches. Maybe they'll franchise. But what do you mean? They might have a nice sourdough. If they have, like, a peanut butter and jelly... I'm sure that they will have an elevated peanut butter and jelly, even though... Or, like, a grilled... Elevated grilled cheese, probably. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What about a grilled chicken sandwich? love a grilled chicken sandwich i think you should give it a chance i will we'll have to go to la i love la when do you think we'll go to la again we i don't know me probably sometime in the next few months but you i don't know no, we la steens la week la week you know i'm always down like we work around your ovulation and menstrual cycles <laughs> it's true but I also feel like with us in LA like it's always a last minute affair like we don't make plans to go up to LA LA just kind of summons us yeah it's like yeah LA calls Hollywood calls we've been Hollywood summoned. calls and we pick up yeah so who knows when we'll go to LA it could be next week well actually it, it could won't be, be next no, week it actually like, can't be next week but no like we know it won't be for like the next six months at least yeah yeah so we'll but see you know me I love LA more than I you. I love L.A. Yeah, Jackie weirdly, like, loves L.A. Like, I think you would live there. I think I would. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live there. But I like going there so much. Like, people complain so much when they go there about the people or just, like, I don't know, stuff. I like everything about it when I go. I, I don't. But why? I'm also just, like, a hater to my core, you know? Because you hate the people. I don't like the people. I don't have, like, a... Uh, I, I just don't like the culture, you know? The Yeah. Like the matcha hike culture. I went in Rome, Turdy Lou. No. I did. I hiked Ranyan Canyon, whatever it's called. Ranyan? It was one of the worst days of my life. That's weird that you did that. Why did you yeah. do that? Because I was with like two skinny bitches who wanted to do it. I literally sat down on a bench halfway and they like went up and then came back down and picked me up on the way down. I was like, I'm done with this shit. Who were you with? Alicia and Anna. Damn. We were like be doing LA things. They're like Runyon Canyon. I'm like, okay. No, that's crazy. Yeah. That you did that. Yeah. I could never get you to do that. Yeah. Wow. Well, are you ready for our next story? Yeah. 
because it's it has to do with something we were talking about on Monday, models getting married to eligible oh. men. Victoria's Secret Angel Taylor Hill married her, quote, best friend Daniel Fryer on a Colorado ranch. Obsessed. Taylor Hill married the love of her life and best friend, private equity investor Daniel Fryer, near her hometown at the 6,500 acre I love when when your best friend just also happens to be like a private investor and equity bank divider, whatever you said. Yeah, a private equity investor. I just kind of love when that happens. They got married at the Devil's Thumb Ranch and Resort in Colorado last Saturday. Uh, the bride originally met her husband, who's London-born and Geneva-raised, at Jazz Fest in Aspen in 2019, and he popped the question two years later in Italy with a large emerald-cut tri-diamond ring. This wedding is, like, so Pinterest, but, like, in a really good way. It's so In a really so good chic. way. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... um. 1929 the show like that yes the vibe I loved her look I loved everything about it like they really bloomed where they were planted it was very Colorado mountainous but and she was very uh whimsical and bohemian but in a really nice looking way it was beautiful yeah it was very Yellowstone coated it was not like crazy ostentatious but it was really beautiful and tasteful like you can tell it costs a lot of money, but it's not because there was, like, gold dripping from the centerpieces. Like, it was really tasteful. She's so beautiful. I loved, like, how he's, like, this foreign businessman, but they had this, like, all-American wedding. I'm obsessed. And her dress? Obsessed. Obsessed. Like, I feel like it's actually not getting as much attention as it deserves this wedding. Like, people are kind of stumbling upon it. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, you know, headline news. And now yeah. it's getting, like, more attention because people are genuinely interested. And, like, what's just, like, a cute couple? Like, she's 27, he's 29. So just normal. so normal. I'm obsessed. No, they definitely go in my Jasmine Tukes, Miranda Kerr category. Like, I need to learn more about him and, like, his, you know, background and finances. But I'm shipping. I'm here for it. They're in the category. Like, that's an elite wedding. Elite marriage, elite coupling, elite everything. Yeah, and were there even any celebrities there that you saw? I'm sure they were like fellow models. Taylor Hill's like a real, she's like really a supermodel. Yeah. But like her bridal party was normies. Love to see it. So yeah, just like normal. Yeah. But like normal, normal, but but everyone is so beautiful and rich. Yeah. 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 It was really spectacular. I love a wedding like this. And, you know, it kind of reminds me like the last wedding we were really obsessed with. I I forgot about them. They're also an elite marriage. Kate Bach and Kevin mm-hmm. Love. Yeah, except he is a athlete. NBA not, player. Like a uh, businessman. Um, but also Sophia Richie and Elliot. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great businessman bow as well. She's like a model. In tastemaker. Amongst other things. And mm-hmm. he's a businessman bow. Yeah, no, the girlies are, like, out here making good marriages. Like, I feel like we're all over, like, dating, like, actors and athletes. Like, they just break your hearts. Like, mm-hmm. find a rich private citizen. You will live a much happier life. Hardworking. Nepo, baby, I'm down. Like, you know, family money. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. I'm happy for them. This was a really gorgeous wedding. Vogue also, like, it was – the photographs were amazing. It was so – so highbrow, so elegant, but like not in a tacky way at all. Yeah, no, and her dress was like really interesting. So it was very, it was gorgeous, but it was very like simple. Pilgrim. Yeah, but like only but a looked, supermodel but could look like that. Amazing. And she like, it, I feel like I rarely see a wedding dress that's like something new. Yeah. You know, or like something different. Like that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really liked it. I agree. 
Are you ready for our next story? I am. The Weeknd is defending his douchebag character's gluttonous sex scene in The Idol following the backlash that Turdy Lou and Margot described yesterday. So The Weeknd defended his despicable character on the highly controversial HBO series The Idol after a graphic sex scene left viewers and sisters horrified. He spoke to GQ on Tuesday and said there's nothing sexy about it. However you're feeling watching that scene, whether it's discomfort or you feel gross or you feel embarrassed for the characters, it's all those emotions adding up to this guy is in way over his head. The situation is one where he is not supposed to be here. Uh, He said the sex scene is portrayed in such a gluttonous way because Tedros can't believe he's there. You look at him and this is a score. Jocelyn might be the biggest score he's ever had. It's very obvious. He's overindulging. He walks into this house looking around like, God damn, am I way over my head? This could be the biggest job I've ever done. Um, okay. I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I guess, sure, he could explain why this scene is, is the way that it is. And his, you know, I'm sure in the context of the show, I don't watch the show, but I'm sure in the context of the show, his explanation makes a lot of sense for his character, right? But here's the thing. Like, why why do they have to make the show? Like, I know. And, you know, it literally is, like, the viewership is through the roof. I think they had more um, people tune in to the second episode than they did, like, the pr- premiere of Euphoria. I think it was, like, 3.3 million people, like... This is what people want? Like, what? It's like a disgusting show. Oh, I didn't see that, that it's actually performing well. Yeah. I had, like, people were being like, the show's flopping, the show's flopping. And then I saw, like, a Nielsen rating, and it was fucking high. Sounds like it's the same amount of people as Succession Finale. Right. Succession Finale was, like, what, four? Well, I can understand why people want to, like, they hear about this... There's a curiosity. ...sex scene. There's a curiosity, so... People will watch it. Who knows if this will hook them enough to keep watching it. But everything I see, this show just like gives me the willies. The willies. Like every time I go to Max to watch Love and Death, like it keeps coming up and it's just mm-hmm. like, it just gives me the willies. Yeah. And there's like a part of me that definitely wanted to watch it because I'm really intrigued by Lily Rose Depp as just like a young starlet. Um, but she plays a young starlet and she's like this young starlet who's like, being exploited and it's like very you know dark and I don't think I want to watch that no me neither I I don't know I just it's too much like it's just too much like can't we just like but like can we just like watch nice things yeah like can't you just put your clothes back on like I just (laughs) I just like it's too why does everything have to be so like I feel like with shows it's been like slowly you know, we'll see a scene that would, like, I feel like when we used to watch Girls, there would be, like, a scene that everyone would yep. talk about that was, like, so crazy. But it was, like, one scene out of a whole show. And yep. now it's, like, with each show that comes up, it's, like, we're getting used to more and more. And, like, now it's just, like, straight porn. No, I completely agree. Like, it used to be, um, like, even when you think of, like, Sex in the City, which was, like, the most racy show. Mm-hmm. In the context of, like, today's climate, it's, like, not even that crazy. No. Like, we never even saw a penis in... Actually, I think City. that maybe you do see Penis in Sex and City, but not on the E reruns. No, because I watch it on HBO Max. Oh, okay. You might, like, there's probably, like, six pairs of tits every episode. There might be, like, three penises in the whole franchise. Like, it's so crazy. But and, are there but vaginas? That was cons- no. That was, like, the most racy show of a generation. And it's, like, in today's context, it's, like, a tame show. Child's play. 
Yeah, like where just like I just this is not me judging, this is just me asking like where actually where do we draw the line? Like are we keep going? So far we keep going. Yeah, it's like why does it ever show up to be like so sexy? Yeah. But I do Don't get me wrong, like, like I, I do, like it in a few. Yeah, no, and I feel like it's like sometimes it adds value, you know, they like to push mm-hmm. the the limits, but I feel like with this show, The Idol, it's kind of the first time people are like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, people are looking around and being like, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? How do we get out? Literally. <laughs> how do we get out? <laughs> we used to give them something to see. Oh, baby, look at us. That's literally what that song is about. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with this show. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm curious if the ratings are high just because there's like a curiosity and people's interests have been peaked because the show has been described as like really dark, really weird. No, and I think and also when you see these headlines, that's like The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp are having like literal sex on screen. Like people are going to go and watch that. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's not a sustainable business model. No, and that's not like a television show. Right. Where it's like a story being told. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, our next story, a little comedy news. Oh, Yeah. Amy Schumer is roasting sociopath Hilaria Baldwin's fake heritage and Von Trapp amount of kids in her new Netflix special. So Amy Schumer is going after Hilaria in her new Netflix special, Emergency Contact, while doing a comedy set about parenting and motherhood. Amy recalled the fact that Hilaria from Espana is actually Hillary from Boston. Schumer reminded her audience that the former yoga instructor, the wife of troubled actor Alec Baldwin, is in no way Spanish. Her parents are not from Spain. No one in her life is from Spain. Despite mm-hmm. hailing from Massachusetts, Hilaria gave her Von Trapp amount of children very Spanish names like Hamon and Croqueta and Flamenco, she joked. <laughs> um, then she assured viewers she was not trying to bully a sociopath and instead pointed out that both Hilaria and Alex simply don't give a fuck not only about making up a cultural identity but also about fatally shooting the Russ cinematographer Helena Hutchins yeah she like held she did not hold back in the slightest when talking about Ilaria and Alec which was actually refreshing because people have seemed to move on but like I'm right where you left me I'm still thinking about the fact that and there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about how fucking weird it is what she did oh how you say uh cucumber like are you okay yeah is the special out yeah it came out yesterday I'm actually gonna watch it I've kind of been like loving Amy Schumer ever since the Oscars me too not since the Oscars well I always love Amy Schumer and she's literally Dana's favorite comedian so like I'll always like her because she brings Dana so much joy but she's just like really funny sometimes and yeah no I never I actually really always liked her movies but I never really got into her stand-up it was just like never uh she was never just a female comedian. I was like, you know, drawn to watching. And Dana was always like, Amy Schumer. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I think like for a while I was like, oh, Amy Schumer is just like so overrated. But she's kind of not. She's kind of like really funny. No, like she just fell into that trap where she was yeah. so talented. Like we used to watch, uh, like Dana and I, Inside Amy Schumer. We saw Amy Schumer at MSG. She came out with like a few movies that were so, so good. And so she went from being like a mid-sized comedian to just being like, insanely huge and like anything else kind of the expectation was Mm -hmm. greater than the result and I feel like she got kind of stuck in the mud for a few years but that's an amazing like way of putting it but she inherently is so talented and so funny and I like her comedy a lot and I think you would like it too because sometimes like your comedy reminds me of her and yeah no I plan on watching her special um 
And her movies, like, she needs to make more movies. Not enough people talk about I Feel Pretty. Like, it's literally the I best I think she movie. had some flops. So, like, that. Like what? Snatched with Goldie Hawn. They're a mother-daughter duo who get kidnapped. Oh, I, I never even heard of this film. Yeah, no, there. I think there was another one too. But I so, feel like I feel like she's been in movies and then she's like created movies. I feel like Trainwreck and I Feel Pretty are like her and Judd Apatow like doing everything. Yes, and then no, maybe she got cast in this other movie. Like it doesn't no, feel like an Amy Schumer project. I think it was an Amy Schumer project. Damn, it was it was an Amy Schumer production. Yeah, I'm trying to confirm that. Yeah, you but, know this Goldie Hawn movie like does feel familiar. Yeah. Did you no, see it? I did see it. I, and it was or not at least good. parts of it. No, and it was not good. Damn. Yeah. That's what happens. Like, you start yeah. doing well, and then they put you in crapola. Because they that think that you can true. save everything. They think that people yes. like you enough that just the movie will be good, and people will go and see it. Yeah. And, you know, she was on Watch Trappin's Live recently talking about Barbie. And I actually thought what she said was interesting. She's like, the Barbie that, um, like, we just all saw the trailer for is, like, not the Barbie I was cast in. And that's why I left. Like, it was, like, a weird movie. And I think there were, like, a lot of changes happened. I don't even know if Greta Gerwig was on for the one that Amy Schumer was in. But she basically said, like, this movie looks good. And the one that I was cast in, like, did not. Yeah, because we talked about how she did that. That's what we were told. Like, it was going to be Amy Schumer. And she's, like, kicked out of Barbie Land. She's, like, Will Ferrell and Elf. And then we heard that, like, it's no longer Amy. And that the movie premise was changing. But, like, honestly, and I love Margot Robbie. And obviously, like, she's quintessential Barbie. But the idea of, like, Amy Schumer playing outcast Barbie from Barbie Land, like, sounds unreal. No, it sounds hysterical. Is the movie supposed to be a comedy? I think so. Okay. How does it not accommodate? I don't know. Is it like rated PG-13? Is, isn't Barbie for kids? Like, it's, yeah, I don't think it's for kids. This isn't like Barbie, this isn't Barbie for kids. But, but like Mattel has to like approve, you know, of the content. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's rated PG-13. Okay. What was Elf rated? I feel like it was like literally rated PG. I feel like uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. PG, so cute. Yeah, so that's like a perfect movie because it really is like a funny film no matter who you are. Like I'm sure as a kid we thought it was hysterical. But now like as an adult, like it's still funny. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought Barbie was going to be. But Barbie's like a little bit more raunchy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's so many questions about this film. Like, mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes, before we dive into Dear Toasters. Yes. A TikToker faked his own death and then showed up at the funeral in a helicopter to teach his family a wider lesson. Jesus Christ. (laughs) A TikToker in Belgium faked his death before turning up at his own funeral in a helicopter in a bid to see who in his wider family would show up. David Barrington, who goes by the TikTok handle Ragnar LeFou, carried out the stunt in front of mourners over the weekend with the aid of his wife and children who helped him orchestrate it. Various clips shared by other TikTokers appear to show scenes from the day, including shots of a coffin and a memorial. He's also also prepared the scene with a post saying, rest in peace, daddy, I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life... Daddy? Her dad. This TikToker's an older gentleman. Oh, I just assumed it was like a 12-year-old because this is something so dumb. No, because also, like, when you hear TikToker. No, he's an older right. gentleman. He has kids. He has a large family. And I guess he felt like everyone was neglecting him. So he faked his own death to teach them a lesson. 
there at the funeral and he showed up in a helicopter and he explained his reasoning for the stunt he said we all grew apart I felt unappreciated that's why I wanted to give you a life lesson and show you that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them in a further video he said that though he was glad to feel loved on his funeral day it's when we're alive that we need to hear these things I did I did this to start my life again with you he addressed his wider family so I mean it's a beautiful message However, I do feel as though he could have, you know, sent the message in a less traumatizing way. In a less traumatizing way, for sure. It's very pick me. Like No, and you know what? Like somebody who would do this is deeply unwell and like no wonder your family was ignoring you. You're probably psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. What the the extremes that someone has to go to to do this. Yeah, like And this is coming from me. I live for attention. I would quite literally never do this. If you felt like no one was like answering your calls or showing up for you or just like giving you the love and attention you deserve, I feel like you maybe would. No, like I have scruples. Like I have, (laughs) I have limitations. Like, and there's, you know, a lot I would do, but there's a lot I wouldn't do. This is like, this will like put people in therapy. Yeah. Or it's all just like this elaborate plan for a, a TikTok. That's also what I was thinking. Like, did Maybe he film the funeral? Both. It could be both. I do think that when you are like a TikTok, especially like a stunt pranks TikTok, you do try and think of like big ideas, like and things that you wouldn't like care to do if you weren't on TikTok. Like you would just live your life. Right. But I think he also wanted to teach people a lesson. Well, I think the lesson was learned, but it's probably not the lesson he wanted us to learn because the lesson I'm sure his family learned was like, damn, Uncle Brett or whatever his name is fucking nuts and I want no part of this family. Yeah. So that's what you missed. That's what the deeply unwell TikTokers are up to abroad. (laughs) Not so so dissimilar from the deeply unwell TikTokers here. No, not dissimilar in the slightest. Yeah. And so honestly, to be honest, like I see really like disturbing prank TikToks of just like people yep. disturbing the peace and being menaces to society. And so it's like if you want to just fuck with your own family in this way, like it's really not as um, weirdly not as crazy as some of the other stuff I've seen. Yeah, no, pub- like people who are menaces to society and like do public pranks and like I hate people like that. It's the lowest form of like content. It's a, such a low bar for comedy. Like I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, I want to dive into your toasters, but before we do, I have, like, such an exciting announcement that I've, like, forgotten to tell everyone. Please tell us. Do I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, we recently relaunched our website, thetoastpodcast.com, and what's so exciting about that is, like, you know, you could check out your gorgeous girls, recent episodes, yada, yada, but there's also now a submission page for, um, Dear Toasters. So, of course, you can still email deartoasters at gmail.com, but if you head to our website, which is thetoastpodcast.com, you could just scroll down and there's a little box where you could type in your submission for Dear Toasters and it'll get sent straight to us. So, new website, new submission form, but you could still submit the old way. Isn't that exciting, Jags? So you're saying done the new way, submitted the old way. That's exactly what I'm saying. I love that. I'm so excited. I was actually just on our website yesterday, like, taking a look around. And what did you think? I thought it was really premium stuff, but also just, like, exactly what you need to know about your girlies in the show. Right. Like, nothing, it's no frills. No it's no fluff. No fluff. Yeah, it's just, like, straight to the point. It's not, like, click, babe, we want you to spend time on our website, like, for our yeah. ads. Like, just no. here are the things that you need. Exactly. Um, all right. Are you ready for Dear Toasters? I am. 
Well, it's brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have once you get there. You guys know this is like my summer of concerts. GameTime is my best friend this summer. I feel like um, in, I live in New York, so you know we're really spoiled with concerts and theater and sports. So it's so great to have if you're traveling somewhere where the, the app is great to just have on your phone so that, you know, you have a night off in Charlotte, go see the Bobcats, you know? So GameTime is the place for any last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the concert or the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You're getting images of your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's two taps and you're all set. The tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your per- first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account on the GameTime app and redeem code TOAST for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. So we're always talking about Seed. So many people are obsessed with Seed. If you have any sort of gut issue, you want when wanting to get into a probiotic or a prebiotic, Check out Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. It is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. It's free from 14 classes of allergens that are defined by the EFSA. So that includes sugar-free, vegan, soy-free, sesame-free, gluten-free, peanut-free, AMPA-free, dairy-free, shellfish-free, corn-free. You basically take two capsules once a day on an empty stomach, so that could be the first thing in the morning or two hours after your last meal, and it's engineered to survive your external and internal environments. If you've taken or experimented with different probiotics and you haven't felt like it works, that's why Seed is different. Their capsule and capsule via cap safeguards viability through digestion for a delivery of an average of 100% of their probiotic starting dose to your colon. The outer capsule also serves as an elegant barrier to oxygen, moisture, and heat, plus there's no refrigeration necessary. There's so many benefits of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Of course, digestive health. You can, you know, make smooth, more regular, perfection duties. Also, there's a lot of skin benefits, your skin health. The DSO one Daily Symbiotic has four specific probiotic strains that have been shown to promote healthy skin and reinforce a healthy skin-gut axis. So it's the Seed DSO one Daily Symbiotic. Get the real deal in Symbiotic, one that's backed by clinical trials and scientific data. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO one Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash toast, code toast. All right, are you ready for Dear Toasters? I am, I am. Hey, Jackson Claude. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years, and we've been living together for two. Throughout the past six months, my boyfriend has chosen to sleep almost every night alone in the guest room. Occasionally on the weekends, he'll sleep in our bed with me, but those times have gotten few and far between. He likes to play video games late at night and says he doesn't want to wake me up by coming to bed late. I told him that it really upsets me, and I actually wouldn't mind him coming to bed late as long as he comes to bed eventually and I get to wake up next to him. He says I'm trying to take away too much of his personal time, and it shouldn't matter because when we are asleep, it's not valuable quality time. He doesn't understand why I'm upset that we aren't sleeping in the same bed and he makes me feel like I'm asking for too much. I've tried bringing this up to him multiple times and the conversation never ends well. Am I overreacting or am I asking for too much? What should I do? 
thanks a lonely toaster that is this is weird this is weird something's weird about it that he's like so insistent on sleeping in the guest room even though his reasons for not sleeping with you would be like things that you should decide whether or not you bother you okay with um and yeah there's definitely another reason time like that's so random I actually just read that. I was almost going to choose it as a story yesterday. This woman, you know, she's like, me and my husband have the perfect marriage. We live in separate boroughs. And I know that there are like people who, you know, sleep in separate beds or literally even have separate homes. I think like Jackie Goldschneider's parents literally live in separate houses. Like I know that there are things and whatever works for whatever marriage. But like if you are saying like you want a partner who sleeps in bed with you, like and that's a non-negotiable, you are so not asking for a lot. That's extremely valid. And yeah, you don't spend quality time when when you sleep with someone. But like any night I'm sleeping alone, like there's a there's a loneliness. Like I totally get it. You're not you're so justified in what you're asking for. And I feel like the video game thing like is not a real answer. That was like his cover. And you saying it doesn't bother you like definitely fucked with him. So I feel like I feel like maybe he's doing something in his sleep. Like maybe it's like jerking off. Like I don't know. Like I think there's like something he's not telling you. Yeah, I would try and find out what the reason is. But also, yeah, some couples live separately or whatnot. But that's after, like, decades of marriage where you're just, like, yeah. a, like set in your ways and want your space and you've earned it. But after yeah. being in a relationship for two years, like, you shouldn't have to be sleeping alone, especially if you don't want to be. So mm-hmm. I would try and find the source of the issue because it sounds like he's coming up with a bunch of excuses. Like, I don't know, maybe he pees the bed. Something yeah. weird. Yeah, no, there's, he's hiding something. Yeah, he's hiding something. He is. Yeah. Maybe he yeah, like, plays like, his video games and it's like an episode of Black Mirror and he's having an affair in the video game and then he doesn't feel comfortable like going to sleep with you. Oh my God, it's so Black Mirror. It's so Landry. It's so metaverse. Yeah, no, this is weird. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with the video games. And my advice would be to, like, actually figure out what it is. But he sounds, like, so closed closed off and, like, borderline immature. It's like, you won't sleep with your girlfriend. You're playing video games. Like, you sound like a teenager. Yeah, and, like, maybe that could – I would imagine that would show through in other areas of the relationship. So I would I would not, like, brush this off. And also, like, no. you didn't get into a relationship to sleep alone. Like, that's 100%. one of the perks of being – in a loving relationship is like you have someone to go to bed with and you know pillow talk and Uh cuddle and like those Uh are the good times sleep is honestly Uh for me like a a quality time like I disagree with him no and also the and the fact that like you're going to bed every night alone and not getting that quality time like the time before bed like when you watch tv or you talk or you just like both read in silence like that's the definition of quality time so him not sleeping with you while the sleeping may, might not be quality time it's all the the activities around the sleep like waking up and going to sleep that are like the best parts of a relationship and you're missing out on that yeah so I would push the issue for sure for sure there's something else going on don't let this because then you'll just get into a place where it's like it is what it is and you find yourself you know with someone for 10 years and you're never sleeping together and you're missing out on that Mm -hmm. and if that's important to you then don't that's not something that you should have to compromise on and it being important to you is so valid like you're not overreacting you're not asking for too much right but there's also other people who this would not be important to them and it's like oh sweet I get to be in a relationship but I still get a whole ass bed to myself best of both worlds Right. But like if one of if one person in the relationship like wants to sleep together, then we're both sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not into this like new age separate burrows. It's actually like not that new age. Like in Downton they had separate rooms. We're kind of like going back. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's actually fair. But but in Downton they were doing the societal norm. And now the societal norm is to sleep together. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the couples that were really in love would always like sneak around and sleep together. It's so true. And also that was only really for the aristocracy to sleep separate. Like it's not yeah. like every pe- – like all people were doing that. No, you're right. Like the, the staff who were married were sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, or just like middle class or lower class people. Like they weren't having separate bedrooms. Yeah, it's a, it's a luxury not many could afford. Yeah. All right, ready for our next one? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jackson Dirty. Longtime listener, first time writer. I'll get right into it. My boyfriend is 24 and we've been dating for a few years. Pijam, everything of the sort, yada yada. Except whenever he says goodbye to his mom, he kisses her on the mouth. This weirds me out. I have two older brothers and I've never seen them kiss my mom. But I don't know how to approach him about it without making his mom upset. What if she thinks I'm a naggy bitch girlfriend because I'm controlling her son? Or he thinks I'm out of pocket for this. Am I crazy for thinking this? Please help. Sincerely, a toaster who doesn't kiss their mom. I'm a little stumped. But I I feel like you are a better... Candidate, because I don't have a boy son. No, actually the opposite. Like, you kiss Harry on the mouth more than I do. I was. Okay, say, I won't be doing that when he has a girlfriend. He's a baby. I was going to say, I don't know. Like, what, what one day you're just going to stop? Just gonna oh, I, like there, will, there will come a time where, like, it won't be, like, normal. and or we, It will be weird. Like, I won't do it. Okay, so you're saying it's not cool for adults to kiss their parents on the lips. No. So here's the thing. I'm, I feel like neither of us can really truly answer this fairly because we do kiss our mom on the lips. Like, I, I don't know actually if you do, but I do. Like, I don't think it's weird, but, like, we're all girls. So I have to imagine if I had a father who was alive, I would not be kissing him on the mouth. But I would probably still be kissing my mom. I think it's a gender thing. Interesting. So if this girl's boyfriend was kissing his dad on the lips, that would be fine? No, 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 no. Sorry. Okay, here. And these are my rules, okay? And they, rules there's no of engagement. And there's no rhyme or reason. I'm not saying they're right, but this is what I think is normal, okay? Girls can kiss their moms on the lip. Girls cannot kiss their dads on the lip. Boys cannot kiss their moms on the lip. Boys cannot kiss their dads on the lips. Okay. So just like the one a mother thing that daughter. You, so just the thing that you do is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I imagine I would feel the same way that this girl feels, like, seeing it. Yeah, this is unequivocally bizarre. But, like, I don't know if, as a mama, like, if, I, if I'm going to be insisting on kissing Harry on the lips when he's a grown man. Yeah, right. I don't think I will be because that's just really not who I am. Right, that's the thing that's why it's also not fair because like you also are just not like a kisser yeah but like Tom Brady and his kids like when they would kiss on the lips and stuff and people would be quaking what were your thoughts when Tom Brady was kissing his kids I definitely thought it was weird but not crazy I don't think I actually don't think it's weird but when Tom Brady was kissing his own dad I thought that was weird I don't think so I think you either do it like it's either normal in your household or it's not yeah. Like, but it's not, like, if you do it, like, it's, then when people make it weird, that makes it weird. It's like, whoa, bro, what are you thinking? Like, we just like. No, like, I know. It's but just like parent. But like, your boyfriend's kissing another woman. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. No, this is like a really gray area. Like, it, it's personal. There's not a rule. Like, what I said is just what I think. But you're right. It's clearly reflected, reflected off of my own life experience. Like, I, Ben doesn't kiss either of his parents on the lips. So this is not, I, I really, honestly, I, I, for the first time in my life, like, I'm truly stumped. I know. Me too. 
I don't know if it's worth saying something because you kind of just like look crazy. Like what? You're jealous of his mom? No, like, you look crazy. And if the mom found out that you had asked. And then how does how does he go from kissing his mom his whole life to not? Yeah. It might She's going to think she did like, something wrong. That you just have to wince every time you see it and that's your cross to bear. Yeah. And I guess like you can talk to your partner about it. And tell him that, like, you think it's weird without asking him to do anything. But just, like, vocalizing your so feelings. So that, like, like every time he does it, heard. he gets a pit and maybe he'll do it less. Yeah, like, you deserve to be heard. Your feelings are valid. Right? Yeah, this is just, like, one of those things, like, how it's just, like, hard and weird to merge families. Because people have different customs. And people were just, like, raised so differently. Even people who were raised similar. At its core, like, even, you know, people who were raised in the same town, same religion, same whatever, like... Even, like, similar people have differences in how they were raised and, like, customs and stuff. So, but I do feel like if something bothers you, like, it's never a bad thing to speak your truth without uh, asking for anything. I don't think everything that bothers a person needs to be spoken. Oh, that's actually so true. Honestly, I'm, I'm truly stumped. I really don't know. I would like people to sound off in the comments. Yeah, yeah, maybe you've been through something similar. Yeah, and you've had, like, either a good outcome or it's something you've swallowed. This is where we need to rely on our network. Yeah, that's so true. It's beyond us. Uh, we're limited yeah. in our knowledge of this. And I have literally, like, no, nothing even remotely similar in my life experience to, like, hark back to. Yeah, I agree. Toasters, sound off. Great. Sound off, one, two. All right, are you ready for our third and final Dear Toasters? I'm ready. Hey, Jackson Claude, I feel bad even sharing this, but I have to get it off my chest and get some advice. My boyfriend recently shared with me that he's super self-conscious about his nipples because they're, quote, puffy and they make him look overweight. If you Google puffy nipples, you'll understand what I mean. It's definitely a genetic thing considering his brother has them too. I feel weird even looking at his brother's nipples. <laughs> Anyways, he recently discovered these little bandages that cover them up and make his chest look more normal under shirts. Since then... He's had to rip them off when his shirt comes off when we're getting intimate. And that act gives me the creeps. <laughs> it honestly ruins the mood when he has to turn around, rip the bandages off, and then get back to whatever we were doing. He's such a supportive king whenever I feel self-conscious, so I don't want to make him feel bad, but I'm really getting the ick about this. Please help a girl out over these nipples. Every piece of advice is welcome. Wow, another one that is so tough. I think this is something you got to swallow. Really? Yeah, because you said, like, he's such a supportive king. Anything about your body, you feeling self-conscious. And you know what? I think for a guy to admit, like, that something's bothering him and then to, like, actually do something about it is a level of vulnerability that is we should admire and we should encourage that. So you then to be like, it grosses me out. Like, you know what? You could tell him, leave on, leave them on. Or like, I don't know. if it's, Is it the act of ripping them off? I think it's is the it act the of ripping them off, the reminder that they're there, the, the, <laughs> the break in the flow of sexy time yeah. to do this. I understand what she's saying completely. Oh, by the way, I completely understand. But I'm saying like for the health and sanctity of your relationship, like I do think you just have to get over it. And maybe because it's new, it's giving you the ick. And once it becomes customary, like, you'll forget about it. But I think, like, you should really try to look past it, honestly. That's really – you're asking a lot. I know. But imagine the destruction to his self-confidence if she know. actually sits him down and says it. I know. Like, no. Why are these so hard today? 
No, I know. It's like, like is it do, us or is it are these queries? No, these queries are particularly <laughs> um, divisive. And Dear Toasters woke up today and chose violence. Like, I, I feel like in the, in the last one, I really had absolutely no idea what to say. In this one, I feel like you should, you should, you have to like work on getting over it. I, I actually feel strongly about that. What if you like suggested you guys shower before? Every time? Not every time, but maybe, like, maybe eventually he'll stop wearing them. Like, maybe he's just going through a phase of, like, being, so you just have to get over this patch. But if you were, like, let's shower, so then he has to take them off first, and then you can, like, properly enter the routine. Yeah, I guess. But, like, that seems so strategic and kind of calculating when you could just learn to accept it. Like, honestly. Okay. I I really feel like no, like, like I get it. Like I just want to say I'm not judging you. Like I, I completely if it, I like, completely hurts, get the ick. If they hurt to take off, and so it's like yeah. If he has hairs around his nipple, yeah, yeah. How are you supposed to go from like being in the moment, to then like watching someone rip off what's essentially like a really painful band aid? No, I know. two of them. Why doesn't he leave them on? Is that more of an ick? Like, nipples for men are, like, not, like, a big deal. Yeah, you could say just leave it, babe. Try. Yeah. Yeah. Try. That's a good one. This was tough, honestly. Like, <laughs> this is tough, but, like, I. But you have our I sympathies, like, honestly. Like, I, you're in a pickle, and, and I feel You're in a pickle. You, but you're a good girlfriend that you even care enough to, like. <sighs> Want to protect his feelings. Yeah. I just, I don't think you'll ever really regret like just ignoring it but I do think if you say something like you might regret it like because like he might feel so self-conscious you know like set off yeah a chain reaction yeah I don't think you will regret not bringing it up no but that that depends on like what kind of person you are like and there's no right or wrong answer but like would you rather be uncomfortable about something or would you rather like be fine with something but no know that someone else is uncomfortable about something Wait, phrase the question again? Like, would you rather be uncomfortable or have the other person be uncomfortable? And you are fine and, and you're, like, me, conscious. Me, me. You'd rather because, be the uncomfortable one. Because then if we're both uncomfortable, not only am I uncomfortable, but I'm also then double uncomfortable knowing, like, what what is he thinking? Yeah. No, I agree. I'm the same way. Um, but everyone's different. I think, I think, based on our conversation, I think you have to get over it. And tell him he doesn't need to take him off. Or maybe, like, when he's taking him off, like, you go do something quickly, like, for yourself so you don't have to watch. Fetch a snack. Fetch a snack. Pee. Something. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Get put the lights. Put on music. Yeah. Every so time he takes them it. off, you go to put on music. Yeah. I'm curious if the nipples bothered you before, you know, he got them taped up. Didn't sound like it. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sticking firm. I like this solution of busy yourself during that time with something that's a mood enhancer to counteract the mood de-enhancer. Also very good advice. A candle. A sexy playlist. Yeah. Oils. Oils. Start massaging his back while he rips at his front. (laughs) Isn't that good? That is good. Um, Thank you. Everyone was actually deeply vulnerable with us this week, so we really appreciate it. Reminder, if you want to submit, there are now two ways, deartoasters at gmail.com or head over to thetoastpodcast.com. 
scroll down. There's a deer, deer toaster submission box. That's our show tomorrow. We are in studio with Ben Soffer, boy with no job, good guys host, founder of Spritz, CEO and founder. So don't miss that. We'll be back on YouTube then. Thank you so much for listening to the Tesla Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Give us a video thumbs up. We're also available as podcast and your podcast and events. It's Spotify, YouTube, Sister, Public Radio, and we can't spot all the places where we the podcast. Find us at Tulsi, Five Star View, but a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.